Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Hello and welcome to the Leveling Up podcast with me, Joe Swift. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. We're here to give you the inspiration, the motivation and to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and never miss an episode. Okay, and in today's episode, we are looking specifically at being so bloody good that everybody is talking about you. In other words, surprise people with how good you are. If you can surprise people with just how bloody awesome you, your product, your service is, then 100% people will start talking about you. And to really iterate this, I wanted to share with you an experience I had recently in Italy. So I've just been on holiday for two weeks, just over two weeks in Italy. And uh, within that, we had a little short kind of road trip, which saw us visiting Venice, one of my one of my favorite places on this planet. It was really hot. It was really stifling. It was really busy. I tend to not want to go there during the summer holidays. However, I wanted to take my kids there for the first time. But here's the story, and that's this. We wanted to know where to go to eat. So rather than just ambling around the alleyways and the streets of Venice, we thought we'd go and hit TripAdvisor. We thought we'd go and hit the various online review guides. And we found a place that had incredibly high reviews. It wasn't that far from where we were staying. So we thought, you know what, let's go. Let's go and check it out and give this place a go. We turned up. The first thing we did was turn up in this little alleyway and we were shown another door because basically we were at what looked like the front door. However, we were shown round the back. So we basically had to go right, right, right down the little alleyways and come in what looked like the back entrance, which was really the front entrance. And it was all a little bit strange. And we came in past the kitchen. Now, the kitchen was tiny. I mean, it was way smaller than just the little studio area where I'm recording this. And it was chaos. There were like every table just absolutely packed with people. It was hot. It was stifling. The fans were on the go, but doing little to lower the temperature there. But there were waitresses buzzing around. There were waiters buzzing around. And the place was absolutely cluttered with junk. And I hope they don't mind me saying that. But it was like old telephones and old bits and bobs and everything else. And we were shown to our table that was in the corner of the restaurant. Now, bear in mind, this restaurant is probably about the size of a classroom, okay, at school. And we were shown to this tiniest corner and the table was shoved so far into the corner that to sit behind the table, you had to pull the table out and then you had to go and sit in on the bench that was there and then the waiters would push the bench up to you. So you were kind of like trapped in uh, this kind of like, alcove and then they had other seats that were basically opposing it so we were sitting at this table 
And I was looking around the old telephones and I was looking around the shelves, just, it looked like a hoarder's dream and a cleaner's nightmare. And I was thinking about what Gordon Ramsay would think of this place because I love Gordon Ramsay programs. I love his Hell's Kitchen and stuff like that. And I like it when he goes and does the makeovers. And I thought, you know, one of the things he does is he clears all the junk out, all the clutter out and everything else. We were there and... I swear to God, I'm questioning, like, have we done the right thing here? Have we come to the right place? It's chaotic. It's manic and everything else. We sat down. Within a minute, they were surprising us. So within a minute, they came in and they put some freebies on the table for us. They were really friendly, really buzzy, really, um, like, like cocky, but in a really kind of sweet way. The waitresses as well. Everyone had a little bit of an attitude to them, a little bit of an edge to them, but they were absolutely adorable. But everyone was there absolutely buzzing. They were having a laugh, having fun. They were playing with the guests and everything else. And we're sitting there. And they gave us these freebies, and we were eating these freebies. And then they came up, and they gave us the menus, and we were looking for the menus. And there was obviously a pace to this place. It was small. I don't know how many tables, but they probably had about, I don't know, maybe 20 to 25 covers in there. Um, obviously, they work on, on a volume-based thing. So they obviously get people in and out relatively quickly. There was a, certainly a bit of a hustle to everything. But here's the thing. We were sitting there, and we were just soaking up this vibe. Look at the menu. We chose our food. They came round, they gave us our food. And again, I can't really explain it, but it was just, it was just lovely. It wasn't like it was good service, although it certainly wasn't bad service. It was just the fact that everybody was having fun. Everyone was authentically enjoying their jobs and enjoying the experience. And they had so much energy and so much playfulness about them that it was absolutely contagious. And the atmosphere and the vibe in this place was like nowhere else I'd, I'd, I'd ever been, okay? And then we eat our main meals, and then they come around, and they give us some more little freebies, and say, look, try this thing out, and they give us this, like, this fish thing, or whatever it was, and they, we have this little fish thing, and we're just trying it out between us. And then they come out, and they give us our, um, some more freebies, and, 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 and I'm not doing it justice at all. I appreciate that. And I wanted to record this almost straight away, but I was on holiday and vowed not to work this time. But I, I wanted to literally record this podcast Instantly, and I made a note on my phone to, to record this podcast when I got back because I wanted to capture the vibe that I was in during my meal, but more importantly, after the meal and how we left. So to cut a long story short, on top of the little freebies they gave us and everything else, Tracy's glasses broke, okay? So the arm of her glasses broke and she's trying to fiddle it and trying to make it fit and everything else. And one of the waitresses comes up and she gives us some sellotape and we're trying to fix it with sellotape and then she comes up, the, 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 the waitress, and then she fixes Tracy's glasses. Then they go away. Then the owner comes over. He'd already come and seen us and said we were sitting at a special table because it was named after his daughter. So it had his daughter's name on the table, really sweet touch. And then he was sitting there and he came up towards the end of us and he saw Tracy was on TripAdvisor and he saw that she was just right this, this absolute glowing uh, uh, recommendation. But he didn't know that she was writing a glowing recommendation. All he saw is that she was on TripAdvisor. Now, here's the thing. On the actual, uh, at the end where you get your bill and that, they had these little cards saying, you know, please leave us a review and that. So they asked for a review. They wanted people to do it. They saw Tracy doing it. He saw it from, a, from the other side of the restaurant. He came over made a big deal out of it. And he then said, right, let me give you a dessert. Let me reward you basically and everything else. But none of it was done like in a way that made you feel like it was non-authentic or not honest. You know, it didn't feel like, 
you know, we were being bought or it was some kind of like manipulation or anything like that. It was just really heartfelt stuff. He saw that we were doing it. He wanted to um, reward us for it. Don't forget, she's already writing the review anyway, right? Anyway, so he wants to give us this tiramisu that his wife has made. We say no because we're absolutely stuffed, partly because of the meal, but partly because of all the freebies he'd been given us or the restaurant had been given us throughout our meal. And um, But he did come over and gave us some free little, you know, like little uh, lemoncinos and stuff like that, you know, the little liqueurs they give you after the meal. And they gave us that free. And we walked out and everyone was just really nice and everything else. And we walked out what we thought was the front entrance originally. So now we realize the place is so packed that they obviously get you in through the back door, past the kitchens, and then they send you out through the front door because it's so packed in there, you would probably struggle to walk um, past a group of people trying to come in through the front door. So we go back up the alleyway and we as a family are just buzzing. Probably an hour from going into exiting, we probably spent about 100 quid, which if you've been to anywhere in Italy, but certainly to Venice, is not that much money, given you know what you could spend in Venice, quite reasonable. We were absolutely stuffed, but more importantly, we were just buzzing. Like we were adrenalized from our experience with this uh, Trattoria. Now the place, I'm gonna not mispronounce this, but I wanna share it with you, right? So it was Trattoria Al... Gazettino, right? So I'm going to pronounce that. I'll put the uh, the name in the bottom. If I can find the link to it, I'll stick the link in here as well because I think if you're anywhere near, um, if you're anywhere near Venice than that, you should you should go there, right? I mean, I wish I had a million listeners on this podcast just so I could send a whole lot of people his way because it really was a magical experience. So Trattoria Al Gazettino, I'm probably pronouncing that massively wrong. And it was like we left... We went into a shop and we were excited and we bought some like jewelry for Tracy and we got a like, little uh, bracelet for the girls and stuff like that. And we were just like in this, this weird state of euphoria. And all we were thinking about and talking about was the experience of this restaurant. Now, the food was good. Don't get me wrong. The food was good. It was top level, but it wasn't top, top level. Make sense? It was just genuinely like really good Trattoria food, right? The experience was next level. Now, I'm not really a foodie. Tracy is. So she's eaten at Ramsey's restaurants and stuff like that, and she loves that experience. And she will say absolutely categorically that nothing has come close to uh, to challenging the experience that she had going to uh, Royal Hospital Road, Gordon Ramsay's restaurant. I've never been. Um, however, what she did say was this place was by far the second best experience that she'd ever had. For me, it was the number one experience I've ever had in any restaurant in any country. And it's so hard to kind of pin down what they did, but they did so much so right. And I wanted to really use this podcast as an opportunity to think about what is it that they did that was so right from the the second we turned up, or certainly from the second we sat down, all the way through to the second we left that restaurant that made us also want to give another review. And the reason we were in that restaurant in the first place is because we'd read the reviews that many other people had already written. And it got me thinking about this idea of being so bloody good that everybody wants to talk about it. Everyone wants to share the secret. I want to come back here and I want to use the time in one of my podcast episodes to talk about this experience with you. 
What is it that they did? So there's much that we can learn from what they did right. Now, you know, I do kind of business school 101 and I follow various gurus and, you know, I've read business books and gone to seminars and listened to, you know, all the the great speakers and stuff. And of course, they clinically break down some of the ABCs of, you know, what you need to do in order to set yourself apart from your competition, to, to be raved about, to create raving fans and stuff like that. And this place just had so much of it in place. Now, I can't believe that they've gone off on some massive seminar circuit and following all the gurus. I think they just put so much heart and so much soul into every aspect of that business. They weren't trying to be like anybody else. You know, all the crap on the walls and the telephones and everything else, okay? It, it, it you know, Business 101, you know, Gordon Ramsay 101 would say, get all that crap off the walls, get the dust out of the place, you know, take all that stuff out. But it it was so authentically, honestly, the guy that runs it, him and his heart and his wife and the whole team just, just oozed the enthusiasm and everything else. So let's try and break it down, right? Because I could sit here and just, just spout superlatives at you. Um, but let's try and break down what it is that they did so well and maybe what I can learn in my business because it really got me thinking, but also maybe what you can do in your own business. So let's start. Number one. It was absolutely, authentically, honestly, unapologetically them. They weren't trying to be a restaurant that they thought other people would want. Does this make sense? There's no way this place was deliberately created to create the vibe, if you like, that they have. Right? I don't think you could do it. I think when you try and create something following like paint by uh, colors, I think you lose the heart and it's the very heart that made this restaurant so successful. So I don't believe they sat down and had a blueprint that they were following to make a successful restaurant, okay? I think what happened was really simple is they unapologetically were them. They then hire with the same kind of attitude and enthusiasm And whilst everyone was so professional, it wasn't like you were going there to be waited on or served on. You were going there and they were there to help you have an experience. And by the way, the service was awesome anyway, but it wasn't stuffy. You know, it wasn't what you would think of when someone says great service. You have an imagination of what that means. Now, how does this relate to you and my business? Well, I think what it means is really simple. Create a business around ourselves. Create a business that is unapologetically you and then put your heart and your soul into it and then hire people around you who embody that heart and that spirit that you have yourself and that you want to put into the heart of your business. I then think what it really comes down to is it's about over-delivering at every stage, but it not being about a gimmick. So the problem in business is we go to business school, we go and read the books and everything else, and we clinically implement these strategies and we clinically implement, you know, the giver's gain idea. You know, if I give something for free, then maybe my client base will then also reciprocate by, you know, giving me something. And, you know, and it's like, it doesn't work like that. You know, I follow Buddhism for some time. I'm still a big fan of Buddhist philosophy. And, you know, the idea of unconditional giving is what they talk about. And, you know, if I give 
you know, and I'm giving with condition. So I'm giving this to you because I want you to give back in some way. Or if I'm following an ABC blueprint in my business because, you know, some business guru says this is how you create reciprocity or this is how you create raving fans, I think it becomes clinical. And also I think you lose that intention, that intent, that authenticity and that honesty. And it gets blurred and dirtied. And I think, you know, we try and look at these magic formulas of these people that just get it right. We try and replicate them by blueprinting them, etc. And I think it becomes distilled and clinical and therefore loses so much of the heart. So I think it's not about necessarily saying, right, you know, I'm sitting there saying these guys, they, they literally gave at every point they gave and gave and gave. But I know I could go to another restaurant where they would also give and give and give and you feel good about it. But I wouldn't leave raving about it, buzzed up, adrenalized, my whole family talking about this place, and then me wanting to come here and do an entire podcast about it. Does this make sense? It was how all those magic ingredients came together. So what do they do right? Number one, they were authentic, authentically them. They hired the people that then embodied the spirit that he wanted to have in that restaurant. They then didn't follow any particular blueprint, but they got every single aspect of it absolutely nailed. They did it their way. And I think in our own businesses, we have to think like that sometimes. We have to look at these gurus. We have to look at these businesses that are getting it right. And it's not about trying to replicate what these other people are doing. It's about disseminating what it is they're doing, finding our version of it inside ourselves, and then authentically and honestly putting it out there into the marketplace. Because the difference between that place, if it was following the rule book that it was implementing, as opposed to just honestly, authentically being what it was being, does this make sense? Would be the difference between me having a good experience, I'm sure, feeling good about my dining experience, but probably not doing a trip advisor on it. I'll give you a clue, right? It's the only restaurant in the 15 days that we were in Italy that we wrote a review on. And we had some amazing experiences in Italy. Okay, I think we had one restaurant that we didn't particularly like. Bear in mind, we're probably eating out maybe twice a day. So let's say we were eating out like 30 times from, you know, from a little cafe all the way up to some nice posh restaurants. So we were eating out maybe like 30 times in 15 days. Only one of those did we write a review on and only one of those am I talking about right now with you. And that is what it's about in business. You want to be the one that surprises people. You want to be the one that gets people talking about their experience. And the way you do that is you must give them an experience. It's not just about giving them a product. It's not just about giving them um, a service. It's not about giving amazing quality levels of service. It's not about, you know, anything necessarily tangible. It's getting the customer to have an emotional, positive experience that is so big that they can't help but want to talk about it. It's human nature. We want to share the very worst and the very best. Everything else in the middle gets blurred in. So there's a load of restaurants that I'm kind of thinking in my head and I can't remember kind of what I had at one restaurant versus what I had in another restaurant and they're kind of blowing into one and there were so many good restaurants that I went to and we went back to a couple two or three times. 
This is the restaurant that is burnt into my psyche. And the reason it's burnt into my psyche is because the experience I had. Does this make sense? It comes from having, number one, in the restaurant industry, it must taste amazing and the food must give you an experience. The atmosphere, the vibe must be unique and give you a an experience, a positive experience. The service and the people must make you feel so good about yourself and feel so good about being part of this that you have another level of positive experience on top of that. And ultimately, you want to leave absolutely buzzing. So I want you to think for a minute before we uh, close down this episode, how can you relate this to your business? Now, I could have sat down and I could have literally done like a blueprint of what this restaurant did and said, here's the blueprint, okay? And if you run a restaurant and did exactly the same thing, you'd fail massively, potentially, okay? Or you'd have some success, but nowhere near the success of these people. So the rules, sorry, not the rules, the things I want you to think about, number one, you want people talking about you. I mean this because in, in the world of social media that we live in right now, there's so many competitors out there. You need to absolutely stand out. And so many business owners spend all their energy potentially on things that don't make them stand out. Does this make sense? Like we expect good service. I expect the waiters to give me good service. I had good service in, I don't know, 25 out of the 30 restaurants that I visited. So I expect that. That's really blown me away. If you were terrible service, that would stand out to me. But I expect good service. So that isn't what separated them. It was the experience that I had. So you want people to shout about you. So number one, they did ask for it, okay? So it's okay to ask for people. It was very politely done. They put a little card on the table saying, please, would you, you know, if you liked your experience, we'd lo- you know, love you to leave a, uh, a review, right? So they, they invited you to do that, okay, number one. So how many of you out there don't even ask for the reviews? Either you're scared because you might get a bad review or you feel awkward because, you know, it might feel, you know, I don't know, you might feel rude asking for reviews and stuff like that. I know with a lot of business owners that I work with, you know, they don't even ask for testimonials and stuff like that because they feel like it's rude or awkward or they feel like, you know, if they do a good enough job, then people will just do it. And I'm sure, like, this restaurant, like, there's a good chance we may have done it anyway, but I'm telling you now what tipped us over the edge is the fact that, number one, we found them through Googling reviews, okay? So number one, we found them that way, which means that we kind of want to pass that on a little bit. And number two, they gave you a prompt at the end. And then everything they did in the middle was to blow your mind with experience so that when they give you that little offer and says, would you like to say something nice about you? You're like, oh my God, I must say something nice about you. You've earned it, you deserve it. Also, I want to share this experience that I'm having with the wider world. So think about your own business for a moment. Think about, like, where do you need to put the energy in your business, not just to give a good product or a good service, because that's what your customers expect, and that's what they should expect. So you shouldn't necessarily, it's unlikely you're going to blow them away just by being good at what you do. It's unlikely that you're going to blow them away by having a great product. It's everything around it. You know, I'm an Apple fan, okay? Unashamedly an Apple man. And Apple do give you an amazing experience from from the minute you engage with Apple. You know, the Apple store, they hire very similar to this restaurant. They hire an attitude and they hire on this energy that everyone has in the Apple store. The way the Apple store is laid out, the products, where they feel, the way you interact with the product. Um, You know, I had my computer that I'm recording on right now 
Uh, I broke the screen myself. I dropped the computer. The screen broke. I took it into Apple Store. Apple looked at the screen and they saw there was a slight mark on the computer screen and this mark was basically a recall, even though the screen was already smashed. And I said, no, because you've got this mark, you're entitled to a free screen. And they literally swapped my screen out. It's like a seven, 800 pound screen, I think it is. And they just swapped it out. And Apple do this so, so well. Not that this is about Apple, but Apple do this so well. Okay, they engage. And if you're not in Apple, right, you understand what I'm talking about here. They blow you away all the time consistently. How can you bring this into your business? Yes, you've got to have a good product. Yes, you've got to have a good service. In fact, you should have an absolutely amazing product, an amazing service that still isn't probably going to be enough for people to talk about you. You've got to be unique. You've got to be different, authentic, but you must instill an experience in your customer. So the last thing I want you to think about, what's the experience that you need your customer to have in order for them to want to share their experience with you. Is it quality? Is it fun? Likeability? Uniqueness? What's the emotion that correlates to the product, the service, the business that you run that gets the result of them wanting to rave, to shout about you, to leave positive reviews, to recommend, to refer people to you. Think about the experience you want them to have. And so often in business, we're not thinking about our customers' experiences. What we're thinking about, like if we're a coach, for example, we're thinking about educating them, helping them, supporting them. If you're, you know, a restaurant, it's about, you know, I don't know, great food, great ingredients, having great recipes, having a really, I don't know, like broad menu, whatever it might be, okay? Beautifully, wonderfully prepared and cooked food. But what we've got to get our heads around in business as human beings, everything that makes life pop to us is feelings. So without the feelings, everything's a little bit black and white. And it might be beautiful, wonderful black and white, but it's lacking the pop that you get with full Technicolor. The full Technicolor experience that you have with the business, that is what makes you a raving fan. That's what makes you want to share your experience. That's what makes you want to write testimonials, refer people to that business and everything else. So there you go. Have a little think about that. How can you apply what this place did, the Trattoria Al Gazzettino, to put into your own business in order to be so bloody good that people can't help shouting about you? Okay, guys, nice one. Thank you very much. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Never miss an episode. I will see you next time. If you are a business owner and you're currently doing 20, 30, 40, maybe 50, 60,000 pounds in revenue and you want to know what's it going to take to hit 100K or more in the next 12 months or less, go and check out my webinar. It's completely free of charge. It's waiting for you right now. Go to www.biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track forward slash fast track i'll put the link in the description below go and check that out if you're a five-figure business that wants to hit six figures in the next 12 months or less until next time as always be successful leveling up extreme business growth through raising your game When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up.